Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Welcome to the Cannamom Show. Are you interested in hearing inspiring cannabis stories told by real Cannamoms and caregivers? This is the show for you. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney and mother of two, and I've been talking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, along with my co-host and canna sister, Amy Searles. Hey there. Hey, Amy. I'm excited <laughs> to have you back. I'm glad to be here. And we're going to be doing a new section with you, but that's a surprise for later. Woohoo. Woohoo. So Amy and I, we're sharing the stories of women breaking barriers and building businesses in the emerging cannabis industry. And today's guest is at the center of this movement. We'll be speaking with the founder of Lady Jane Branding, who will share her story of creating the cannabis archetypes that she uses to help clients find their brand and their audience. Her story includes illness, triumph, and the positive professional purpose to raise up other women entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. And I think this show is supposed to air on her birthday, November 14th. Oh, nice. <laughs> so happy Yay. birthday, Jennifer Wetzel. Thank you so much, ladies. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, so you have a big cannabis story, your branding company, that's what we want to get to. But I know that you've had some issues with your own family with illness and death and a transition. So if you could share what you feel comfortable with, and then we can move forward to Lady Jane Branding and what you're doing to empower women. Of course. Um, and, you know, the story of my cannabis use actually is what leads into the business. So it's a good segue. Good. Um, <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, so about, uh, it was last year that I had a really tough year. I moved to Maine in 2017 for a new job, and the day I got here, I got my medical card. I had uh, an immune disorder and an autoimmune disorder, and I'd been suffering with symptoms for decades. Um, and I knew that I'd, I'd tried cannabis in the past. I knew that it worked for my pain. It was the only thing that worked for my pain. Um, but I lived in the Midwest for 10 years. I lived in places where access was difficult. Um, 
So when I was looking for a new job, I, I only wanted to look in places where at least medical uh, cannabis was legal. And I did that. I wonder if this is going to um, be a new thing. Uh, <laughs> people, oh, I think it's an issue for people who are using cannabis and they're, some companies still test or they don't feel comfortable. So, yeah, this right. could be a new employment issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I last year I lost the job that I moved here for. Um, I ended up moving a family member to be closer to me to care for them. They were uh, not well. Um, then I got divorced and then I got into a car accident and then I ended up with PTSD on top of the other stuff that I was oh, wow. dealing with. And, and I spent most of my time hanging out with my caregiver at his retail location, which was in his house, meeting all of his other patients who were dealing with stuff that, you know, like I was or worse. Um, and I was meeting a lot of entrepreneurs who were bringing in their products to show, to sell. And I noticed then that there were, that's when I noticed that there was a need for my services. And this is all, um, and this so, is all in Maine, Jen? In Maine, yep. Okay. Um, so, you know, I spent... Uh, many, many months, well, I spent years <laughs> in therapy and everything else trying to to uh, heal myself. But right. All right, this between, is such a, yeah. a typical story yep. and frustrating to me because I know that cannabis works and you had to find it on your own. So yeah. I had to find it on my own. And, and honestly, I spent, I've spent two years um, uh, trying different ways to use cannabis, different types of cannabis, um, you know, different methods of of use, different strengths, different um, amounts. I had to figure it out myself. Sure, and trial and error. Here's the thing. Yeah, but it worked. And were so, you? And were you, oh, being, yeah. and were you? You said you were using a caregiver. Were you being guided with any sort of help with a green nurse? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was getting help from the caregiver. I was getting help from all of his other patients that I talked to who had similar symptoms. Oh, so that's we would wonderful. Compare stories. Mm. Yeah, it was really, it was really helpful. Um, and, you know, between the cannabis and meditating and therapy and mm -hmm. some brain retraining that I did, I, I, I'm better. Like this PTSD is gone. The, um, the autoimmune disorder is gone. The immune disorder is gone. And my health is completely restored. And how did, and your, how, how did your, how did your, that's amazing. And how did your doctors, the ones who have been working with you prior to your cannabis use, how did they react to you when you were talking about your healing process? Um, the traditional Western medicine doctors just looked at me a little funny. Um, and I mean, they couldn't help me, honestly. Nope. <laughs> they couldn't help me for decades. And no. so they were like, great for you. You found something. Um, yeah, they just know, want the... to give you another medication, another trial. Oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're a guinea pig. Basically. Oh, yeah. I was on, I had dozens of medications at any one given time. I know. Daily. And they all interact with each other and they decrease the efficacy of other drugs. It's just a big mess. Well, you know what I would, I would say is that I think that all of those medications just helped throw my body's homeostasis out of whack. My body couldn't figure out what to do, you know? I, of course. <laughs> nothing worked well because no. I was medicating it all the time. It right. didn't understand what normal was. Right. How could it? How could your body know? Right. And this is a transformative so, idea. Right. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I weaned myself off of all of those medications slowly, in, including the, the pain medications that I was on for a decade. Oh, my and God. And I took a lot. That's great. Lot. Pain meds <laughs> are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they are the They're worst. Awful. awful. Yeah. And it worked okay, but it didn't work great. No. Um, so you're, so you're, so you're in this world, and you're meeting people who are excited <laughs> about cannabis. They're creating products, but they're having trouble marketing them. They're having trouble getting them 
Are people aware well, of what them? I found was that the entrepreneurs that I was meeting, you know, they were really great at growing or making edibles or <laughs> lotions, whatever it was. But, um, you know, the business background, the marketing, the branding, the advertising is just not where their focus was. That's not it's a different skill set. Background. It's a different skill set. <laughs> well, and I think if we all do our part and use our strengths yes. to help others, um, it's going to work out really well. Because I, I, I don't know how to grow. I don't. Right. I can bake, but I don't know how to make edibles. <laughs> right. And I thought about getting into the market that way, but that would have been dumb. That's not using my talents wisely. Right. Um, which so is, I figured which is, I you're could bring, you know, you're I could that. package 25 mm-hmm. years of experience into right. some shortcuts that other people could use, you know, who maybe don't have a, a huge budget to hire a strategist or an mm-hmm. agency. So, yeah, so, so that's a great. So I, uh, so I know that you are using your cannabis for your own creativity and you are using your, which is something you talk, I've seen on uh, your social media post about promoting what you do well in the cannabis industry. And that's what you decide you'd focus on. That was 2018. Yep. That was just last year. I decided, you know, I, I have this branding expertise. I'm going to bring it to the cannabis industry specifically because it's a wide open market at this moment. Um, You know, I live in Maine and there's a lot of caregivers who are opening retail stores and who are bringing products to market. And, you know, what is what I anticipate will happen when legalization occurs is that all of the multinational CPG companies that are just waiting in the wings, you know, for Mm -hmm. (laughs) for legalization who have Millions of dollars in marketing and advertising budgets, they're going to be the ones to come into the market and wipe out all those little caregivers who haven't um, established a really strong brand and a loyal following. So I want to help I want to help the local guys So how are really you ta- good at what they do. So how are you doing that, Jennifer? How are you helping the local guys? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> um, so what I started with, um, was taking the uh, the branding exercise, the brand discovery exercises that I used to do when I worked in agencies, and I I made them simpler mm. and faster, um, and put them together in a way that people could use them without me, um, so that I could help as many people as I could as cheaply as I could, and so I built this segmentation model, and it uses archetypes. And archetypes are universal characters that you would recognize in any movie that you might go to. So a hero, an outlaw, a lover. You know, when I say those character names, you can probably conjure in your mind what those characters might look like or be about. Absolutely. And so I made 16 archetypes specifically for cannabis, like a stoner, a rock star, a hippie, a farmer, an activist. And I turned it into a multiple choice quiz. So brands can take this personality quiz, they can identify which archetype fits them best, and then I give them inspiration to use, and it helps them form an emotional connection with consumers. So for example, you know, if your brand is an activist brand, you would use those universal characteristics of an activist to to build your brand. You would use it to write messaging that sounds like an activist would write it. You would use it to come up with a, a brand identity, a visual identity that looks like an activist would, you know, would have created that design. And then that helps a brand stay consistent in their messaging and their design and everything that they put out because they can they have that strategic vision of what the brand is like. Well, that makes so much sense that you're doing this. You're really filling a void 
Do you want to talk Thanks. about our testing? We actually did take your oh, milk. Yeah. Amy actually took it. We took it a couple of weeks ago. We meant to reach out to you before now, but we Oh, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, and we are, uh, we're a teacher. I think that was our... Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so, too. But I yep. love it. I, I'm taking it again right now just for kicks. <laughs> and I, I like all of your... You know, it's funny. In the cannabis industry, there's so many... There's a lot of different things I could check for personality. You know, there's mm-hmm. the the sweet and friendly, there's the clinical and trustworthy, the free-spirited and fearless. I love them all. I, <laughs> we want to be well, them all, but we know I we can't be. be. I know, exactly. <laughs> well, here's I the know. thing with archetypes, and, I, and I'll explain this a little bit, is that, you know, archetypes are, they all live within us, in mm-hmm. our brains at any given time. Right. And we can call on those characteristics when we need to. So if we're in a situation where we need to be teachery, we act like a teacher, you know, and if we are in a situation where we need to act like an activist, mm-hmm. then we do that because we know how. Right. But when you're a brand, you pick one. Right. Um, because if you have more than one, now you can, you know, we can create an identity that is a little bit of one and another, but you have to stick to the one that you choose. Right. Because what, if you what start, is what we're learning? You know, yeah. Yeah. If you mix it up, you'll confuse people. Exactly. They won't understand. Consistency. You know, if you're a doctor brand yeah. and you start talking like a stoner, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. right. Consistency across all platforms. Yeah. Exactly. And, and making yeah. and making things that fit together. Right. When we were talking, we talked about garanimals. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you don't yeah. grow up so, in a certain area, no one knows what garanimals are. But it made <laughs> when you mentioned this process to me, that's just what flipped, flashed in my head. Exactly. So the work way together. that I, I put it together is that this segmentation model for each. For every two archetypes, there is an emotional theme. So, for example, the activist and the explorer, their theme is action. Mm. So when you're writing copy about explorers and archetypes, it has to have a feeling of action. Um, whereas uh, the rock star and the socialite, their, their theme is status. So when you're talking, right. you know, when you're writing messaging, you focus on status. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then... You know, the, the activist and the explorer, we have their look and feel category, and that's what you use to build a, a visual identity. And that one is rough and earthy. Mm. You know, so if you imagine right. an activist and, an, and a, an explorer who have this theme of action and have a rough and earthy look, you can picture them. If you look at the rock star and the socialite, you know, their theme is status. Their look and feel is refined and luxurious. Right. You know, so you can imagine what theirs is going to look like, and they're very different. Exactly. And that's the granimals. You make sure that you're <laughs> matching the right pieces. Because if, you, if you're a rock star and you, you show up in rough and earthy attire, people are going to look at you funny. Right. And so, true. so for the, 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 the um, online that we took, was that on your website? Mm-hmm. Is that on Lady mm-hmm. Jane? Yep. Oh, so LadyJaneBranding.com? Yep. That's what people can, you can find. Take it. the quiz for I free right there on ladyjanebranding.com. I know, and I love your whole, I love your website. I like your whole Oh, aesthetic. thank you. Don't love it too much because oh. we're changing it. It's okay. so old. <laughs> we have so many more new things to share. I um, bet. So yeah. look forward to that. That's coming soon. Oh, good. I'm excited. Okay. So yeah. are, there any, yeah. are there any brands or any people you've been working with specifically that you'd want to talk about to talk about how you work with them and how that changed their whole um, ability to get out in the market? Um, you know, I've worked with. Um, probably almost two, two dozen brands now wow. since we've launched. Um, and it's, uh, we work with brands in a variety of ways. Some we just focus on the discovery process, that upfront work. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a client, is a family of four, um, mom, two children, ex-husband. So that's interesting. And mm-hmm. they were Bringing opening families together. together. Yeah. <laughs> and I had each of them take the quiz. They all had a different answer. 
Um, I sat all four of them down. We took the quiz together. The answers didn't make sense because they took turns. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I pulled out my archetype book and I flipped through and I said, this is the one that I think that you are. And they ended up being a best friend brand. And when I showed them the characteristics of the brand and they read mm-hmm. the story that I have, they, they all got to the point where like, oh, I get it now. I understand. Now, they had a vision, a singular vision to take their, their design, their brand, everything, the retail store, but all four of them could understand our brand is a best friend because before then they all had different ideas of what their brand was going to be and it was right. going to be a mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that something um, that like people feel like they relate to that best friend idea or absolutely okay. uh, um, their customers relate to the best friend idea because that's that's actually their personality as people um, mm. but also it, it was the consistency part you know where they all could understand the strategy and so, see the big picture so their best friend so then what would their next steps be that would be how they would write their social media post that would be how they make their logo is that what the next so then so at the end of our process when you know took them through the the, um, the quiz and we wrote up a creative brief and that mm. creative brief is what they use for everything that they do so we did their logo design we actually did their retail store design mm. they're working with some other um other agencies and freelancers on other things like website and social media, they've got some in-house talent. Um, so they're able to take that that creative brief and look at it every time they make a social media post and then they check their, their work. You know, does that sound best friendly? Does it look best friendly? Does right. it act best friendly? Mm. Okay, good. I can do it then. So basically you're setting up some really strong and uh, interesting boundaries for people to stay within yes. that allows them to exactly. be creative but not go crazy because there's so many choices out there. Exactly. That's right. good. That's interesting. That is good. So now does that, does that, I also have, what's Match? Is that your app that works with this or is that something different? The app is actually, um, that is in process. So, so the app is, is meant to help, well, there's two. One is to help brands build that identity so that they can go in and explore color palettes and font choices and messaging examples, but also examples of ads that are out there in the world today for cannabis so they can see you know, what does a rough and earthy ad look like? What mm. does it look like when people talk about action as a theme? Mm. I have examples of all of those. And so I actually took a client through it yesterday. We did their brand discovery work. We wrote up their, their brand strategy, and I met with their designer. And I shared with her all of the different, um, the granimal pieces, you know, <laughs> the, here are the color palettes that fit your brand. Here are the ones that don't. You know, here are the here are the fonts that might fit your brand. Don't use these other ones because they're not the right ones. Um, so I was able mm. to give her those guidelines to to focus her work um, on packaging development and you know everything else that that brand needed. So are you finding people are uh, maybe a little resistant sometimes because they have their own ideas, or are you finding that they're just grateful that someone has narrowed things down to them, so it's <laughs> like they, they don't feel stressed out. <laughs> You know, it, it varies. Okay. Um, you know, there, of course, um, of course, you're going to run into people who are very proud of what they've done. And you know what? A lot of them have done a really great job with, with the talents that they have. Um, sometimes what I can do is help expand, um, expand that a little bit and make it a little, um, a little more focused, right. you know, to help pr- provide that direction. And then there are some people who are like, oh my God, thank God, I just, I can't, I can't do it myself. I don't want to do it myself. No. Please just tell me what to do. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Tell yeah. us what to do. We need help. 
So I just, I just, did, I, she meant that personally. Yeah, yeah. So I just did the quiz again, and now we're we're the best friend brand. I kind of well, I was that. actually going to yeah. suggest that that might that yeah. might fit your I um, think so fit your show a little better. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, and that's my my brand too. My oh, brand is a best friend brand, that's and right. you know I tried to to live that um, in everything I do. You right. know, when I'm hiring freelancers, I try to be as inclusive as possible. When I am um, everything that I do is right focused You're... on that best friend look and feel and um, strategy. You're speaking my language. <laughs> and was, that, was, that, was that something you understood? Did you think that's what you were when you went into this? Um, no, actually. Okay. I had. Um, I was. I was trying to decide between a handful of different ones, um, and when I. It's interesting that you ask, because when I first came up with the idea for the brand makeover, um, I was going to do brand makeover parties for women. Um, and I thought, wow, that really does fit the best friend totally. uh, feel. And so that solidified it for me, because, you know, I was going through all kinds of different word choices. You know, right. what what is it that I do? Do I demystify? Do I teach? Do right. I, you know, what's the action verb for what I do? No, I help other people succeed. I love and that's it. what a best friend does. Oh, that's such a great motto, helping other people succeed. I love oh. that. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I know, we're so like, Amy and I are like, wow. I know, we're going to start crying. Because Amy's helping me succeed, and, and I'm so grateful that she's here. Oh, oh well, thank you so much. I'm grateful to be a part of this, too. And just so you know, Amy and I have a very long history. She used to be my um, younger brother's college girlfriend. Oh, wow. And 20, that, like over 20 years ago. A long time ago, ago. and yeah, she's, she crazy. stayed in the family. Uh, love that. <laughs> and, and he married a woman named Amy, which is just very confusing. So Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> But we do have the friendship thing going, so it's natural. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I wanted to say it's so reasonable, your pricing, too. I see, you know, a two-hour makeover, DIY, I love this, you know, $100. It's so reasonable. Thanks. Yeah, you know, Seriously, I wanted to figure out how to, as I said, those brand makeover parties, getting five women together in a room um, to, to do is going to be impossible because right. it's hard to get people to leave the house, especially more than one at a time. Um, so that's why I put it online. And I right. so people can go through that brand discovery process, mm. think about their questions and answers without paying me to watch them, right. you know, write, write the answers down. But then they get that hour's worth of my time to help guide them. And that way, you know, someone who's just getting started who has zero budget can at least go through the, pro the process of thinking about what's my mission, you know, what's what, what are my values for this company? What are my goals? What am I trying to do? Who am I talking to? Who are my customers? What do I sell? Um, you know, what's my personality? What, what is my visual design going to look like? All those questions are in there, and people can go in and answer them for themselves. You know, and it's um, important to get it done right the first time. Oh, yeah. You don't want to have, you know, several versions and redos and, you know, just spend the money. And do it right the first time. And then just to hire a professional. Yeah. In terms of your business model, how are you able to figure out what your pricing would be? I think, and I say this a lot, women like me are coming into this industry, um, women who have an education but may have been in and out of work for a while, and then the whole business end of it. So how did you figure out some of the business decisions you had to make? Um, a lot of it was in um, trial, okay. you know, yeah. test, and, test and pivot. Right. Um, does this work? If not, okay, we'll try something else. And so, you know, I wanted to make that one hour, the, the do-it-yourself 
as reasonable as possible. Um, you know, so I, I've got a, a very reasonable one hour, uh, you know, hourly rate for, for that. Um, and then, you know, I, I looked at how much time it took me to do everything else, but honestly, I work really fast because I've been doing it a long time. So the value is not how long it takes me. It's right. what comes out of my brain. Mm. And that, um, t- I mean, time is money. I, I, yes. I, I was an attorney, so I build every six minutes. You know, I get that idea that, you Ugh. know, and people don't always value women's time. That's the truth of it. With my other branding work, it was honestly at the very beginning. I was like, is anybody going to pay me for my time? I don't know. I needed to see. Mm. And people do. So it just took me figuring out what is, what is it going to take to keep the lights on? Right. You know, what is it? I have people that I support with this business and I have to pay them. Um, so honestly, I think my prices are a little low at the moment. Um, yeah, but right. what I'm planning to do is add consulting, you know, just ongoing monthly consulting at a at a rate that is, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little more sustainable for keeping the lights on. So that way that I can pay the bills right. and still make sure that I'm offering um you know, my time and my resources to those who don't have a budget, because those are the ones that I really would rather succeed, because, yeah, you know, right. so a Jamie, lot of good ideas out there. Can yeah, I talk to you a little bit it. about your um, kind of the shifting? I know you've been promoting yeah. the study about women in cannabis industry. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing with that? Because that's, you know, raising women up who are getting into this, and how are you working with them? And I saw yep. a lot of support for you on social media. People were very excited. They were. Um, and thank you for asking. Yes, I'm sponsoring the National Women of Cannabis Conference in December, on December 10th, which is the day before MJ BizCon starts. And at that, at that event, I'm going to in, kick in off. In Maine? Are you, hmm? where's in Maine? Or? No, no, in Vegas. Oh, in Vegas. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. That's so this, awesome. this study is going to be a comprehensive look at professional women's experiences in the cannabis industry. And I'm partnering with uh, Dr. Nicole Wolf. She is from... Academia. She's a medical sociologist. She used to um, be a professor, and so the study is going to be academically rigorous. It's a, it's it's approaching a hundred questions at the moment. It's quite it's quite lengthy. Wow. <laughs> um, but we are going to be looking at um, a number of different themes throughout the year. We're going to put out that content um, monthly. We're going to be putting out monthly infographics, oh, video wow. summaries. We're going to do um, quarterly reports and an annual report. And the topics we're going to look at are inclusivity, you know, how, what, what, who are the women in cannabis? Um, we're going to look at, so demographics and psychographics and personality. I'll be able to use my archetypes wow. with, uh, to, uh, in the reporting. We're going to look at cannabis use. So, um, you know, are women using cannabis? Do the professional women in cannabis actually use cannabis? And is it a prerequisite to get a job? Uh, We're going to look at how women got got into the industry, why they chose it, the difficulties they face, the barriers to entry, um, their professional experiences when dealing with men, Mm. um, their their experiences when dealing with other women, because, you know, for both, there's pluses and minuses, Um, the opportunities for advancement, uh, if there's a connection between health and professional success, you know, how are women balancing work and self-care, what lessons they've learned, what are their hopes for the future. So it's a really, really deep look at, wow. at women's experiences. And at this event in December, I'm very excited because uh, Mary, uh, the woman, uh, Wendy Borman, who is the producer of Mary Jane's The Women of Weed, the mm. movie, yep. um, uh, is going to be there. She's going to be uh, recording 
video interviews and uh, B-roll at the event for use in our video summaries and then hopefully in her next movie. So that's going to be really cool. Oh, so I love this one. This is the other thing I talk a little bit about the show, not to sound a little grand, but a lot of these stories are going to get lost. Like, you know, we are living in a weird time in history. This is all new. These women are coming in, but these stories will get lost if they're not recorded. So that's so great that that's what you're doing and that you're, you know, and we never get to be part of something new ever. And this is a new industry and hopefully the women will get to make the rules as well as the men and that we can get a equal standing in here. So I applaud you. Yay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really? the, um, um, I, I was, I don't want to lose those stories. You know, I want to document the beginning of this industry because we can, we're here. Let's, let's write it down. Let's get the data. You know, we, we work in cannabis and we hear all the time anecdotes aren't data. Okay. Let's go get the data. Let's mm-hmm. get the hard numbers and we'll show uh, what women's experiences are. And it seems like um, it would be like a good, almost like a micro study of what's really happening to women in the bigger work world. Right. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is, you know, so right now I'm, I'm looking for sponsors because while I'm paying for the study myself, this is expensive. Um, and Correct. I would really like to have, um, you know, if we have any profits on the back end of this, the goal, what we will be doing is setting up scholarships for women to speak and attend at conferences, those who can't mm. afford to get there. Of course. Um, so because, are you trying to work with dispensaries? How are you trying to get sponsorships? Who are you working well, with? Well, right now I'm working, um, I'm actually doing it <laughs> in, um, in a specific order in terms of I've been reaching out to media mm-hmm. properties first um, to get them to support the study and make sure that it's going to be shared widely. And then I can go to, the, to brands and organizations and say, you know, because we're going to be providing them actionable content and um, content that they can actually put out into the world, ready to use. So it's not just, here's your report for sponsors. It's, here's what you can do with this report. Here's what you can say about this report. In you know, we can put out press releases. We're putting out social media. So we're going to hand them that content that's ready to use. That's great. So, um, if, so if so, anyone's listening today, they should get in touch with you at Lady absolutely. Jane Branding. There's, they can get in touch with me, Jennifer, at LadyJaneBranding.com. There's also a, a site for the, for the study, and it's womenincannabis.study. And there uh, you can sign up to participate, which if you do that, I'll add you to the list and you'll get an invite to the survey. Um, there's also a place to check if you want to be a sponsor and I'll get in touch with you probably right away. So that's up so to the 12 more time. Right so, what, so it's women in cannabis? Yes, women in cannabis dot study. Dot study. Just want to make sure that's in the show notes. Oh, that's great. Wow. This is amazing. I think we should go to this. National Women of Cannabis Conference in Las Vegas. Uh, Hello. Hello. We are women. (laughs) We're women in cannabis. All right. Well, we'll work on this. We'll talk. We have no marketing budget either, but... (laughs) (laughs) everyone needs money so this is going to be so this is going to be your uh like a living history is that what you're talking about or that's the goal that's amazing i I would like to um i mean hopefully if it is successful this year and we can we can get enough support we would we would redo the study every year or two depending on what makes sense so that we can actually have a longitudinal study of women you know like the nurses help study you know where we follow up and see what happens are women actually succeeding are they dropping out why you know what happens so What's I will happening? say, so, I, so I, I'm, a, I'm an attorney, I'm a woman, and I, <laughs> at a certain point, um, I was doing a study with the Women's Bar Association about women who had dropped out of the law. Mm-hmm. It was staggering how high Oof. the numbers were. And I always felt like, you know, we live in this era, I felt it was a personal decision to me, but now that I understand the structures of our society and having gone through that study, 
yep. these, there, there just aren't structures in, to support women in a lot of industries. And hopefully, again, with good data, with good knowledge, with good research, we will mm -hmm. set up this industry with strong structures so the next generation of women can stay in this industry. Exactly. Exactly. And, I, and, and you know, once we have the results, um, when we are analyzing the results, I'll be putting together a panel of really strong, smart women to help me come up with the recommendations. So uh, it's not just going to be, you know, myself in a room coming up with this. I'm going to tap into the smartest women I can find to make sure that what we're putting out is, is helpful and will work. And what's been the response? Like, I'm, I have so again, like I just saw your posting. People were posting it create like crazy. What's been the response to you personally? Uh, it's been it's been fantastic. Everybody that I mention um, is excited to either tell their story or help or share in any sort of way. Everyone thinks it's needed. I've had maybe one or two people kind of look at me funny, like huh, I, mean, I thought women were I thought women were just all the same as men. Right. Um, okay, nope. there's going to be a few of those. Get it? Um, but, you know, this is the story. This is our story, and I want to tell it. It's, it this is just so great. Okay. So, yeah, thank all right. You. So, so we've gone through Lady Jane Branding, your creativity. <laughs> yeah. Your Is there anything else that you want to sort of cover in terms of what you're doing, how you see the future of cannabis, what you hope it'll look like in five, ten years for young women coming into this industry? Um, you know, I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's a big dream. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big dream. And my daughter you is know, 18. I always say, you know, my I talked to my, my daughter's 18. Her friend uh, is doing a project and interviewed me about what I do now for work. It's, she honestly said it changed her idea from going from business. Now she's interested in policy and politics. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, this is a, uh, cannabis touches everything. Uh, creativity, cosmetics, climate change, criminal justice. You, you know, name it. You name it. It touches it. And um, it just needs to be more, more important. It's very important that quality people come into this industry. Agreed. And, and you know, the, I would love for the industry to be welcoming to everyone where it is not a thing anymore, whether we are women or minorities or anything. Right. Um, but that's nice. going to take a while. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, you know, I would like to help foster a, um, an environment where women feel comfortable helping each other um, I agree. And and rewarding each other for that help, you know, um, because if we raise each other up, it's going to be powerful. And this is I a think. big this. I think this is a this is a big shift. So I, I'm 54. And when, you know, there was a time when we went into business or law and there was allowed to be the one woman, you know, there was the one woman and uh, mm -hmm. that was it. And it was, it was weirdly competitive. I didn't find a lot of collaboration in law, just to be honest. Yep. And the idea that this could be something where, you know, like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, why can't there be the full Nine. Supreme Court of, you know, women have always been men. So why can't we have full businesses of just women? Yeah. And you know, the, um, the thing with being the only woman at the table, you know, that's, that often, creates that feeling of competition. Well, if there's only one, it's got to be me. So I'm not going to help anybody else get here. Exactly. That's the exact era that we grew up with. So I'm hoping right. that's going to change. But now, you know, there's room for everyone. Um, we need yes. more. So let's bring the women in and start that way. Agree. Agree. I love it. All right. So do we want to do in. our, do you want to do your segment first or should we do our, so we're having, oh, we, sure. all right. So we have two little things that we're, we're coming up to our time. So we have two little things we like to end the show with. Okay. Um, so I have my favorite question, oh, and then yeah. we're going to do a new segment with Amy called Amy's Favorite Things. <laughs> People, <laughs> get excited. 
So my favorite question, this is what I've been asking people, and I always um, credit my friend Asia Atwood. Uh, I like to ask my guests who are in the business, what is your favorite way to consume? Uh, I am a smoker. Um, flour. Flour. And uh, yes, I have. Me too. I, what was that? I said me too. That's oh, Amy. Yeah. So I can tell you just really quick, cause, and, and by the way, love Asia, one of my clients. And she's going to do um, a show with me. She's actually going to do a climate and cannabis show once a month with me. Brilliant. Love it. She's awesome. She's and she's got a great voice, too. Yes, she does. Yes. Um, so I can tell you, I the way that I, I prefer to consume, because it's, um, it's kind of funny. So I have... Um, I have a very special grinder that has a sensor called the Auto, and I love that thing. Oh, and it I can have actually the Auto. Go, what, yeah. is it, what does the sensor do? The sensor, well, I don't know. The ad says, don't grind the soul out of your weed, and right. I was really intrigued and bought one, and I yeah. love it. Um, okay. And so it makes beautiful pre-rolls. Yes. And, um, so there's that, but I have a, a, a Genius Pipe, which um, has dimples inside, like inside of a... Um, Maybe he's looking it up right now. <laughs> They're heat sinks, and they cool the smoke as you draw it through. And the, and as it cools, the like the oil um, condenses on the on the pipe so that it does not get to your lungs. It's a very clean smoke. Oh my god! And then, so this is the funniest part. I have you know those little um, personal tents that you can take to your kids' game to sit mm-hmm. in. Yes. Um, yeah, I bought one of those and put it on my balcony. It's my little smoking house, and I go out there and hot box. So funny. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. We haven't heard that yet. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a good answer, Jennifer. I'm very proud Thank of you. you. Okay. So, so now we're going to move into Amy's favorite things, and then we'll have to end the show, which is sad. Oh, well, um, so, what, so what's your favorite thing today, Amy? Well, you know, my favorite thing, I just got this new, very pretty bong. It looks like a flower vase. It's lovely. And it's just so pretty. It's in my favorite color, teal. It came with these beautiful, like, little yellow fake flowers, so I could just turn it around, and it looks like a vase. I mean, I just have it right in the kitchen. No one knows what it is. And it's a good size. And it's decorative, and it looks like something I could have got at Home Goods. And it's not a huge bong. You know, it's probably like six, seven inches high, so I don't have to get, like, a giant hit and, like, cough for, like, And where did you get this minutes. bong, Amy? And I got it at My Bud Vase. Which is a beautiful site, yeah, and I, I will love say, her site. She has one of a kind vases, and she takes repurposed artwork, vintage. basically vintage artwork vases, and makes them into bongs. I mean, they're just gorgeous. I love her stuff, and she's a good. They t- are lovely. Ugh. Yeah, I've actually have them as examples in my app. Oh, Ugh. you do. Oh, so, and I gotta mm-hmm. say, I am not. I just love. I don't love like them. smoking out of a bong because it feels very aggressive to me. Yeah. But Amy has this adorable little. It's a it's little like six the, inches tall. It's it's, so just, it's perfect. I love it. So there you go. There's there you go. My, that's Amy, my this, favorite thing of uh, the day. I so just check it out. My my bud vase. Yeah. She's got a lot of interesting vases <sighs> and but I guess they're bongs, but they look like vases. And uh, we talked to her yesterday. She'll be on the show hopefully end of November. Oh, cool. yeah, she is an interesting person, and she has a great can of story. She has a great can of story. Bogs on the beach, we're going to call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, Jennifer, another quick half hour talking to my guest. Anything else you want to say before we sign out? Just thank you. I really appreciate your time today. And we, and we appreciate your time. So for my amazing guest, Jennifer Wetzel of Lady Jane Branding, check out her website. I want to thank my co-host and can of sister, Amy Searles. Welcome. You're welcome. And I want to thank the podcast garage here in Austin, Massachusetts, my director, Dan French, Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Kenneth music, Todd Ames, Byron Ress, and you for taking the time to listen to the Canamom Show, where we are changing the expectations of caregiving and 
crushing that cannabis stigma one canna story at a time. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, and this is The Cannabon Show. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.